the 12-step world, we say that acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am upset or disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some event in my life unacceptable to me. And until I can accept that person, place, thing, or situation that is exactly the way it is in this moment, I will have no serenity. It's not so much as what can be changed in the world as what can be changed in me and my attitudes. So that involves a choice. How do you help? How does mindfulness connect with choice? You again, once you become you know aware of the present moment, um, it allows you to, I guess you can call it, take a pause, if you will, take a moment to to not let that snap judgment to that that snap move, whatever it may be. If somebody cuts in front of you, you know, in the middle of the road. I know the first thing that I want to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But when you're, uh, even you're mindful and you, hopefully you can, uh, you know, apply it to your daily practice. And that's very important for me as well. Yeah, we just don't go somewhere and we're, we're mindful in a room for, for a period of time. Then we go out into the world and we don't apply it. You know, I, I, I always talk about applied meditation in your daily life. I like that term. So, you know, when that event happens, the, the more you're mindful you're going to take a moment and again realize, hey, is that really who I am? Do I really even need to do that? Is it not only going to accept, uh, upset me even more, just like pushing back at that pain that's going absolutely nowhere? No, and you, and you and so you don't, you know, take that action that's detrimental to yourself. And hopefully that can be applied to other things and making that decision to do whatever it may be that will harm you. You know, maybe next time being more mindful, you'll say, okay, well, this is not my place. And getting back to the period of meditation, this is not my place. I'm over here, right? I'm over here. I'm not, I'm not here. And why am I making these decisions that, that keep me here? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not this. So what you're talking about is using mindfulness as a vehicle to develop pause before reaction. Sure. Okay. So how does one, and again, those are nice terms. Well, I'm going to help you develop pause before reaction. So I like what you were talking about earlier is actually having steps, instructions on how to actually do something. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, with the, uh, the steps of pyramid meditation, it is a mindful practice is what you're doing. You're arriving in, in, into that absolute present awareness of self. And uh, that's when you can now analyze those things. You know, we're removing those layers. But what I talk about is uh, kind of like rungs in a ladder. We're leaving them there. And we need to go back to that ladder to get to where we were. We have to come back to the earth, if you will. You know, in a sense, we have to come back down it. And we have to take, take those rungs back off and put them back on. But now we're going to put them back on in a much different way, but a much more fashionable way. You know, not, not really heavy like concrete is going to drag us down. We're going to be able to manage them, uh, hopefully, uh, through mindfulness, through present awareness. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's sitting down, pausing, and visiting those things. Sitting down and pausing. Way. And understanding we're not eliminating those things. We're becoming mindful of them. We're accepting them for what they are. And then we go from there. Now, there's many people out there who believe that these meditation practices take hours a day. Yeah, no. No. Even uh, you know the the one meditation I do has seven steps, but you can you can do all seven steps. They're all meshed, twenty minutes or so. Uh, yeah, in fact, I mean even some of the apps, right? I mean they're they're five minutes, uh, if not less. So you, you don't need much time. And and I definitely would say if you're new to meditation, start slowly. Start you know short bursts each day. Morning and evening is would be best in my opinion. So most people have 
established patterns of behavior, thinking by rote, okay? So if I say to you the phrase, Mary had a little, you're going to say lamb. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nowhere in 10 universes that you're not going to say lamb. And generally when I say the word umbrella, for most people, what conjures up in their head? Right. Yes, absolutely. So what we're talking about, we're developing people have relational framing, okay? Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is rewriting the script and having a different framing. Yeah, absolutely. And most people, that's so frustrating because we're indoctrinated into thinking that we want it and we want to get it right now. Mm -hmm. And how do you help people understand that this process can be frustrating, and how do you help them say help them deal with that? It's it's through a constant practice. Um, you, you do not want to give up, and but it's easy to give up again because of our daily existence and and the demands of life. Uh, so yeah, for some, <clears throat> they want to <clears throat> excuse me throw in the towel early, and that's like the worst thing that you can do. That's why for me it's really important to acknowledge what's holding you back. Even during the meditation, um, you know, let's go there, and, and you know, with curiosity, um, with gentleness on yourself, you know, non-judgmental. You don't want to beat yourself up. Oh, why can't I meditate? Why do I keep getting this thought in my head? Again, only going to make it worse. You know, just how about a non-judgmental, gentle awareness of simply being human, um, being in this this finiteness, this gravitational pull. You know, let's just enter into that space and um, see what's hovering around in our head. So let's, you know, let's, let's visit those things that may potentially end this and just leave you where you were, uh, you know, when you started, because my ultimate goal is to get you out of, out of this mindset and, and bring you over here. Um, so you're, you're just causing more issues to stay there. One of the main issues that I deal with and keep people from moving forward is, procrastination. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most people are procrastinators, some of them to a debilitating degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you help with that? Well, I've been thinking about the getting into mindfulness. I've been tomorrow. Tomorrow is a very dangerous word. So how do you help people deal with procrastination? I think, I think that the mindfulness practice could help out much. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Again, it's, it's realizing those important things in life. Um, and, and realizing that, you know, putting this off is, is not one of those things that I should be holding on to. Uh, so again, it's just when you become that aware, when you enter into the present moment, uh, you, you realize, if you look at what's holding you back and you say right away, that shouldn't be holding me back. Even if it's just my procrastination, you know, that, that's, I'm this, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not that, if you will. So what yes. you're what you're saying is Stuck being able tracks. to step back and look at the situation rather than from it, and label and identify what is holding you back. And again, right. there's a, another twelve step term that I use. You can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Yeah. Okay. Right. So when you're inside over. anxiety, when you're inside depression, you're inside a relationship. You you can't read the label. Maybe other people can. Right. So. What you're talking about maybe is mindfulness is being able to read the label. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love this anchor term of yours. Do you mind if I steal it? 
No, you can still okay. go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So where are you at in your life now? Tell us about, uh, tell us about how mindfulness has impacted you. Well, it's opened, uh, uh, obviously, my perception of the world. Um, I'm able to uh, deal with my condition in a much better uh, way, in a productive way, than before. Uh, but the, the the stress is still there. You know, if you ask my kids, you know, does mindfulness help with you know, not getting worked up and getting frustrated? They'll tell you no. Well, yeah, <laughs> he did this the other night. So uh, I don't deny that. And I, you know, we still have to live. And I'm a big believer of that. You know, we still have our frustrations and our stresses and so forth. But I'm able to um, hopefully not hold on to them. Uh, as long as I used to, uh, and all, uh, and also understand the importance of those things, you know, the importance of that anger, the importance of that frustration. Uh, the, it's, it's really, you kind of laugh when you look back at the day and when you, and you had a, like a blow up, if you will, it's like, what am I doing? You know, that's like, how important was that? It's like down, yeah. I mean, it's, it's dust. It's nothing. And you know, that, that awareness of self really helps with that. And I would even say life itself, you know, I mean, it, it's not, yeah, I don't walk around saying I don't care about anything. You know. And I believe that's one of the conception of mindfulness you just is, become this mind is that you just, you just flow through the, life and no. uh, you just have a complete disinterest in what's going on. Right. No, not at all. You know, but, but what, what, what is the opposite of that? Right. Being, being stressful that you're not going to make the quota at work. Um, uh, you know, worried about a particular uh, relationship until it drives you crazy or whatever it may be. What's the opposite of that? Um, but it's not about just being this head in the clouds, you know, just out there and I don't give a shit about anything. It's, you know, the world's falling apart, but I'm okay. Um, however, you really look at those other things, you know, the, the opposite approach to life as really not the way to go not the way to go. And you do uh, bring those things down to that, like I said, that dust level. Just It's, it's nonsense. It really is. Um, however, life goes on. Life goes on. And I still have all of these responsibilities that I have to take care of. But I understand that the uh, I have to take care of them. They're reality. This pain is reality. right? But what's not important in that, those play of things is my crazy reaction to those things. Or those things bringing me down to a level where I'm not alive. Uh, I'm just in a constant darkness. And that's why I talk about the dark. I'm just in this constant stress, constant anxiety, constant, get this pain away from me. Get this, get this person away from me. Get this world away from me. Get this political thing away from me. Whatever it is that, that, that drives you crazy on a daily basis. You realize that the, that reaction is nothing. It, and it's easier said than done. Um, but you can do it. And it's through mindful practice that will help you get there. And you actually have some steps to help people. Absolutely. These are actual steps that here's the instructions, yes. here's how we're going to proceed, and you guide them. Right. You know, facing, your bur- facing your faults, facing those layers is not an easy task. I mean, it's really difficult. And, and, and I will even say it's difficult for people to hang in there and do such a thing. However, you it's have much to. easier if you have some assistance and a guide. 
that's where the one-on-one comes in. That's where the one-on-one comes in and um, really honing in on that person's intentions, honing in on what's going on inside their head. Again, a general meditation is great, right? But, but there was just an article, I think we were talking about it earlier, where uh, I think men in particular, in facing these things, it was only frustrating them more. It was creating more anger and anxiety. Uh, and again, they're just approaching it in that general sense. So really you have to hone in and, um, again, one-on-one instruction. It's like in the 12 step world where a sponsor's job is to help a person work through the 12 steps of recovery, which are all about behavioral change. Uh, and we'll kind of wrap this up with, uh, most people have a problem with being overwhelmed with life because they believe they have so many things that they need to get done. And again, I keep referring back to 12 step terms says our problems pile up on us and become astonishingly difficult to solve. We believe that we have these huge mountain of stones. How does mindfulness help with that, Jason? Again, it's just um, looking at the stones in a different way and realizing maybe, hey, these are not stones after all. Um, you know, Maybe all these burdens are not what they appear to be. And when I step outside of that, I can... I can hopefully acknowledge that or, yeah. or be with them in a different way. So you're talking about two people taking a different perception, a different perception, but also an acceptance of what's there. So I'm not saying this stuff is not in front of us. It is, you know, life happens. And, um, again, mindfulness allows you or meditation in general just allows you to deal with it in a much better fashion, in a much better way. Sometimes I'll use this type of analogy. Jim and Jason, there's a huge mountain of stones. And a person comes up and says, I'm going to give you two 30 days to uh, to move that. And we say, oh, my gosh, this thing's huge. How are we going to do it? And we yeah, come up with all these ideas, some cockamamie, some good. How are we going to go over it, around it, under it, through it? We're going to get enough big enough machine to move it. We're going to blow it up. What are we going to do? We'd get angry at each other. We'd make up. And at the end of 30 days, the person comes back and says, The mountain's still here. And we say, it's too big. It's too big. And then one person walks past that mountain, takes a look at it, grabs one stone and walks away. And in five seconds, they've moved more of that mountain than we have in 30 days. Wonderful way to put it. So that person who is mindful looks at one stone, picks it up and walks away. There you go. So to me, mindfulness is paying attention on purpose. Mm -hmm. However, we need a guide. Mm-hmm. We need somebody who's been down that path before. I'm not going to go down to the Amazon and take a walk through the forest. Things aren't going to go well for me. Right. However, if I had a guide, an experienced guide who's been through that jungle many times, my chances of navigating that are much better. And that's what I try to do here. So you're the guide. You're the navigator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about MindFlow? MindFlow is a meditation studio and consultation company. Um, so we uh, provide classes here at the studio, a uh, variety of classes, um, you know, m- mindfulness, uh, meditations, um, gong baths, uh, again, anchoring, you know, the Tibetan bowls, the crystal bowls. Uh, then I also uh, uh, go outside the studio as well and um, uh, consult. Uh, with uh, companies as well as uh, one-on-one sessions with individuals. Um, it, but, you know, MindFlow is kind of um, for all um, levels of meditation practice. Um, and the goal for me uh, when I teach is uh, really just 
call it a down to earth um, you know, approach um, that's easy to do. Uh, you, you don't want meditation to be complicated. You know, I talk about all these steps and like, but they're they're really not. There's there's not much um, effort there on the part of the person meditating. The effort is sticking with it because you'll arrive at that place uh, uh, a lot easier the more you do it. Uh, that that's that's the main hurdle for people is sticking with it. But um, yeah, that's that's mind flow in a nutshell. It's easier to. Uh... In the 12 step world, we say it's easier to stay sober than get sober. Mm. Okay. So True. the idea is the maintenance and, the, yeah. and keeping those things going. So, how would, one, uh, how would one contact you, Jason? Yeah, you can call the studio um, or visit the uh, uh, website where that number is available. And the uh, website is? It's mindflowstudio.com. And we're going to link some of your videos that you've had done to this particular podcast. We're going to link them on to our website so people can get an idea. It's always nice to get an idea before you go to a place of sure. exactly what you have to offer. Sure. Well, Jason, it's been delightful. Oh, same talking here. to you today. Pleasure. And as always, we offer a free prescription at the end of every podcast. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself. Forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.